Hey legends, welcome back to another episode of the Dill's Journey podcast. Today we have a very interesting guest by the name of Sean and he started up this company called Be Spunky and the journey for him getting to creating this uh, brand is fascinating to say the least and also inspiring and he's a great mentor to have and He's, um, he's helped me out a lot, which is awesome. And I got to sit down with him a week before doing this podcast and I learned so much and I, I learned even more in this podcast um, a lot about how uh, male, one of the most interesting things about it was I think uh, male testosterone has gone down 50% and um, he talks about how his product has helped a lot of men out there uh, regain their testosterone levels, which is super interesting. Um, also talks about drug testing, talking about athletes, talking about expectations young men and young women put on themselves and just how to live a more happier life and stop judging yourself and really be comfortable and happy in your own skin and you're all beautiful. So this is a bit of a feel good podcast as well and we also talk about his amazing products. So without further ado, here it is. You. Well, welcome to the podcast, Sean. It's great to have you on. Thank and, you so much. Um, we what, we met up last week and got to know a bit about you, which is always good. And, what and he we, came back. Yeah, exactly. And I'm out here in the hinterland. Um, beautiful drive out here. So, mate, the way I like to start the podcast is by asking you, what's a weird little habit of yours or something mm-hmm. that not a lot of people know about you? I'm sure you've shown me a whole bunch of interesting things around here, but... Um, my weirdest habit, I would say, is I love to start the day Yeah. Uh, making Sam, my wife, mm. a hemp milk coffee. Hemp milk coffee, yeah, I'm having one right now. Because, you know, she's a coffee connoisseur and she says it's the best way that she can start her day. Mm. So for me, the best thing I can do is do that as an offering for her, so I Amazing. make the the milk, make the coffee, take it up to her in bed. Yeah. Then, you know, we sort of spend 25, 30 minutes just talking about whatever we're going to do for the day, set our intentions and so on. But Amazing. to really just do that as a, I think if you give out mm. without expectation, then the universe has got a nice way of rewarding you. So mm-hmm. if I can do that for her and make her day begin well, then that's my little weird habit. Coffee, ma- coffee maker extraordinary. That's amazing. All men listening, that's a great advice for any relationships out there. So <laughs> you're killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mate, so let's talk about your youth. Like, what did you want to do when you were 18? I understand you told me you left home, which was probably, yeah. you said, um, the best thing that ever happened to you. Well, in that yeah. I mean, I, stage. I was one of uh, these kids who didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And my family were in business in England mm-hmm. uh, making ice cream. Okay. I mean, if you want to have a real difficult business. Making ice cream in England is probably the toughest business that you could do. But I used to love working with my dad. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd get up at 3 a.m. to go and make the ice cream with him, which is probably where the coffee thing comes from. Mm. Um, Because it was freshly made, there was no preservatives, nothing. So when I was young, all I wanted to be was my dad. Yep. And so it's like, oh, go through school, work hard. you know, we did schoolboy motocross, so it was like if you do well at school, you can get a motorbike. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you get to seven, fifteen, sixteen, it's like, oh, what career are you going to have? Yeah. And I said, oh, I just want to be like you, Dad. And he said, No, um, my life's tough. You know, it's it's not an easy thing that what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I want something better for you. Yeah. Um, why don't you go off and be an accountant? Well, seriously, I'm terrible at maths. Mm. Um, well, my accountant charges me a fortune and, you know, it'd be really good if you were an accountant. Okay. So, yes, Dad. So, got to doing my, I don't know what you call them in Australia, but the A-levels, so the two years after you, you know, when you're 16. Oh, so like the testing system, like yeah. in, in Queensland and uh, it's the OP system mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, New South Wales, it's the, uh, don't even know what it is, but yeah, it's something. <laughs> but, well, basically, when I was I'd done my, my first exams, um, when I was 15, uh, my mum was diagnosed with cancer. 
so it's wow. like a bit of a shock mm. and then she died in the, the second um, set of exams so I was like my whole world's just collapsed did that like build resilience for you you think it does now yeah you know, I think hindsight's a great thing look back mm. and you can see or do we just join the dots I don't know yeah but it's like I was in bits absolute bits really failed all my exams so it was a pretty traumatic experience yeah, yeah. and you know my brother was four years younger and mm -hmm. you know he's still um, says to this day that was the the biggest shock for him. Yeah, wow. Uh, so I failed all my exams, and uh, my dad said, "Oh, you know, you got to go to university." Mm. I was like, "I don't want to go to university, Dad. I want to. Yeah. I want to be with you now. It's even stronger." Mm. Um, uh, anyway, he said, "You got to go." I said, "I'm not going." Uh, there was a few other things went on, and let's just say I left home uh, with my little Dick Whittington mm -hmm. you know, handkerchief with zero possessions, zero money and zero hope. Uh, and yeah, I think that gave me a resilience of, you know, it's, you can meet some really interesting people and you can have mm. good collaborations, but in the end of the day, you can only count on you. 100%, um, yeah. And it's, so it's like, okay, pull myself up. Um, I was told I was a no hope student. So I got in mm. um, mature, which is quite interesting. You miss a year in England and you can be considered mature. <laughs> so I went in as a mature student to do accountancy and finance. I thought, okay, I'll appease my dad. Sounds fine. <laughs> because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I've got no idea, you know, people want to be astronauts, people want to be this, but it's like, I don't know what I want. Yeah. Um, went and did my degree. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fortunately, I found that I actually liked accountancy. So I came out with a first class honors degree. Wow. Top degree in the UK got into a superb firm of accountants to do my apprenticeship, mm. passed my exams in 18 months, not four years, got made to be a partner, youngest partner ever, youngest salaried partner, youngest equity partner. Youngest everything. And then it's like, okay, this is great. But you know, I think that comes down to when you find something that you like, mm. then you're gonna do well at it. But I didn't even know that I liked it. When I went yeah. in, it was just okay and keep my dad happy even though we weren't speaking we didn't speak for 20 years so yeah it was uh, that was me at 18 wow off the rails and unruly yeah yeah so you you were um you got your degree and you you know kept getting these accolades top yeah. accountant when was the shift for you to become like i guess spiritual in the sense like like where you're living right now and was there like a little turning point was there a moment where you're like who am I? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, let's say I prayed to God every night to keep my mum safe. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. So, yeah. Okay, that's the end of God for me. Yeah. Um, I believe in a higher universal thing. I think yeah, we're all connected and, and so on. And I think religion gets a bad rap and people rely yeah. on it. And, you know, everybody's different. But I'd sort of done this epic failure and I really wanted to do well in my degree. So yeah. I started doing hypnosis. And from hypnosis came accelerated learning. So I'd play Baroque music while I was studying because that activates the brain. And so it goes into- Baroque music? Yeah. What's that? It's so, Vivaldi or Mozart. So it's like alpha waves type stuff? No, like, no, you know, like classical music. Yeah, okay, so it's so, classical yeah, music. And like, yeah. You're playing classical music. Mm. I'd read a book, it was called Super Learning 2000. Like, oh, you do this, Super you, do, learning 2000. Yeah, you do this, you do this, you do this. I think I need all the help I can mm. get. And I've always sort of used that as a, a way of life is I'm happy to accept any help I can get because I'm not um, gifted like some people. So if I can get support from either, you know, some supplements or from some accelerated mm. learning techniques or from doing training courses, so I did that. And it was like, cool. Suddenly, you know, gone from lowest in the class to top in the class literally overnight and I could remember things now was it because I was interested was it because I was learning differently mm. who knows and then you know I got into meditation and I mean that's still an important part of, of my sort of morning ritual is just to quiet my mind mm. and just to see what comes into my brain yeah so it wasn't one thing it was like this journey to um, I want to be the best version of myself yeah what 
who do I need to meet, what do I need to do, yeah. where do I need to go, to talk to people, to see people, to be inspired by people, and also does that resonate with me? So, yeah. you know, do, do I think that feels really good or but that's not for me now? Yeah. And so it's been a long journey. But what drove you to sort of start that? Just wanting to be better. I yeah. wanted to be, I've always been really competitive, mm. um, probably to my detriment, but yeah. it's like, now if I'm going to do something, I want to do it really well. Okay. In the beginning, it was competing against others. So, Like in what, sport? Yeah, stuff? when I did the schoolboy motocross, you know, I, I did pretty good at it yeah. and won a lot of races. Mm -hmm. After that, I went to play gridiron. Yeah. So I played for the Scunthorpe Steelers in England and we were like a motley crew of outlaws, basically. Steel workers, dockers, seamen, wow. and me. And I'm 18. I'll show you a picture later. If yeah. I stop there. We'll insert the picture into the film. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, I don't know, 12 stone. And I'm, so, which position do you want to play? I said, well, I'm not very good at um, following rules. Mm. So I can't do it. And they give me this playbook. I was like, I can't memorize all of that. Yeah, no. The guy shouting all of it. I said, no. Where can I just go and hit people? And I said, oh, you need to play as a lineman, but you're not big enough. You should be another six stone, seven stone heavier. Yeah. Okay, just play me. Mm. So I played on the line, loved it. And because I was just completely like, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, then I was pretty good. And then they moved me to middle linebacker, which is the guy who basically controls the whole defense and hits people when they come through. Yeah. So I had four years at that before my spine um, told me that was enough. Mm. And again, competition, we, we won our league. Yeah. Uh, the guys are still some of my best mates today. And yeah. so that camaraderie was really important. And it helped me deal with my mum's death too. Because mm. bear in mind, it's only like a year since she passed away. So I was like, okay, I just want to go and hit people. I want to, I want to yeah. be with people. Yeah. And so that was, that was the competition. And we then played the Great Britain, Great British team. Because our wow. owner was... Like, you know, we're really good. Um, and he got talking to somebody who was a British coach and he said, oh, we'll play you guys. And he said, we'll beat you. Mm. So this the, this American guy said, oh no, the British team will come. So they came down to our home ground and we beat them. Wow, so you beat the American team? No, the English national team. Oh, you beat the English national yeah. team. And so he said, well, we're due to play Australia in two weeks because yeah. Australia had a gridiron team. Um, but I'm so embarrassed that you've beaten us you can go and be the English team. So I actually played for England or the great British team against wow. Australia, even though, you know, we were, I never was selected for England. We beat the English team and then we were allowed to do it. So it's just competition. You know, for me, it was amazing. Like, so what led me into where I am now in the spirituality was I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. I misidentified that of, I've got to be better than you. Mm. And now with meditation, with more practice, it's like, no, I just want to be better than I was yesterday. Exactly. I'm like, there's a lot of guys in this world who are better at everything. Mm. Great. But as long as I'm better than I was yesterday, I'm happy. Yeah, that's how I end. Funny you say that. I end every single podcast after I do the recording by saying, do something today, tomorrow yourself will think. And yeah. it all stems from improving yourself every single day. Because if you're almost... Um, I guess looking at other people's success that's just going to make you jealous it's going to make you feel like shit but if you're like hey look at where I was three months ago yeah. to where I am today you're like I actually have improved which I think also stems from like reflection like, I think that's a really key part do you do any like sort of reflection of where you've come from and do you journal um, I don't journal but each year um, on New Year's Eve Sam my wife and I do a, a list mm-hmm so we'll set out, we'll bring out last year's list, yep. see what we attained. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we call it blue sky. So we'll just go and sit on the balcony and say, yep. okay, so what do we want to do next year? Write it down, put it in the cupboard and then just leave it. And then at the end of the year, we'll just see how did we go with it. And generally mm -hmm. it turns out better touch wood than what we thought it was going to do. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I used to do journals, um, but sometimes I think, I'm a big believer in creativity. Yeah. And we don't know what the universe wants for us. So mm. we think we do. So consciously, you know, our conscious mind works at 40 bits of information a second. Our subconscious works at 40 million bits. Yeah. I'm a big believer if you put it out into the universe, the universe has got a plan for you. And if you're open to it, 
if you write things down, this is just my point of view, you're trying to put the universe in a, a box this big, but what if the box could be this big or bigger? Yeah. So it's just having that awareness of my target is X, give it away, we'll still keep doing the work, still keep doing the stuff on a daily mm. basis, but actually, the universe, and I can only say from myself, is it generally turns out better than you ever thought was possible. Yeah. And, and what I found um, with Sam is we create way more than we could have ever imagined. Mm. So it's always don't limit yourself. Yeah, you have infinite potential. Absolutely. That's what I try and get across to everyone. And it's funny you said that how our conscious mind only controls like 40%. I mean, sorry, 40 thoughts. Yeah. Or is it 40? Was 40, it? 40. 40 bits of information. 40 bits of information, but our subconscious is 40,000. Million. I, I, 40 million, sorry. And I read that this morning. Really? In, um, a book from, oh my God, I forgot his name. I want to get it up because <laughs> I don't want to forget about it. We're taking a little pause on the podcast, but it's all right. Um, it's by Bruce Linton. Yeah. The Biology of Belief. Yeah. And that, like, that book I'm reading at the moment, it's changing my mind on a whole perspective. So, so just hold that thought. Yeah. So like, I love Bruce Lipton, fantastic guy. Mm. And what he's, what he's found is um, there's a, a system called Psych-K. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out of America 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And they've they figured out that the subconscious mind works. They didn't figure it out, but science figured it out. They've mapped it, God knows how. But through Psyche K, there's a, a process you can do which actually aligns both hemispheres of your brain so you can actually reprogram your subconscious. Yeah, okay. So from the first seven years, we're sponges. Yeah. And yeah. so we're in a, I think it's theta state, theta waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything we see that we don't know we see, we're taking in and that shapes who we are. Mm-hmm. So what Psyche does is give you some techniques. And Sam and I did this in Sydney um, last year with a fantastic guy called Ian Spicer, who's the top trainer in Australia. Ian Spicer. Yeah, I'll send you his details. Fantastic, fantastic bloke. Yeah. Um, and you can activate and you can do clearings. Wow. So basically, um, what you think are your limiting beliefs may not be. And you mm. do muscle testing with that and they teach you the muscle testing. Amazing. And then when you find out what your limiting beliefs are, because you can't lie with the muscle test, then there's a technique to reprogram your subconscious and then your superconscious. And he's had some fantastic uh, results with this. I can't remember the guy's. Uh, name I'll, I'll send you a, a link yeah. to it but bruce lipton credits site k with him writing his book because he couldn't write his book he just couldn't get down to it couldn't get down to it couldn't get down to it and he met the guy um, who created site k and went and did a course with him went back applied the techniques wrote his book in three months wow so that's that's really when i was using the brock music mm. was to, i knew that my subconscious was what I needed to be putting the, the information in. Yeah. So it's, it's, for me, it's funny how I found something okay. 30 years later yeah. that I knew existed, but I didn't know existed. And it's actually the same techniques of, yeah, to use your conscious mind and be aware of what you're doing is fantastic. Mm. But if you can get this supercomputer, and you know, if, you, if you've buried stuff in there that you can't um, know about, because it's, it's in your subconscious, it's not in your conscious, that runs your show. 100%. Like your, your money yeah. mindset, you know, your yeah. um, perspective on like eating out the way you spend your money, yeah. you know, everything, like your relationships, like what you think love is, yeah. all these different yeah. things. It's super fascinating. And it's like, what he was speaking about this morning was like, you know, your subconscious, for example, if you're walking down the street, your conscious mind's not going, oh yeah, I gotta lift that muscle up, yeah. I gotta go like that. It's just ingrained yeah. in you. So that's like, that's with everything. Yeah. And, but you just don't realize it. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been, I mean, Ian um, is a, used to be a top DJ. DJ, they're yeah. all, they're all <laughs> DJs. Yeah. It all stems from DJ. Yeah. Do you reckon it's just cause they, they love music? Is music I think it's vibration. A, vibration, yeah. yeah. Cause everything's vibration. All energy yeah. and yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think it was Einstein who said, you know, light is just um, different frequencies vibrating. 
you know yeah. so like that's what you know with the spectrums of the light but like this is still not solid we think it is but it's just because it's more dense vibration than our bodies mm. and they found that our bodies are just light so yeah. if you can program that frequency and you can access that information or reprogram it and find out what your limiting beliefs are and yeah. change it easily mm. and what i loved about the course was there was uh traders there were bankers there was a contract killer pest exterminator guy it was just a, a mixture of people all wanting to improve and wow. i thought that's really really fantastic that people are taking steps to not play the victim not say oh, i can't change my mindset or oh, my father mm. or my grandfather like that was no no I'm not doing any of that shit. I am going to take responsibility for me. Yeah. And this looks pretty cool. I'm going to give it a go. It wasn't. It wasn't a cheap weekend. No. But it's certainly a good investment. Definitely. And that's fascinating. Like you were saying, how if you put a whole bunch of people in a room that all want to improve themselves, magic happens. Yeah. Like I went to the Tony Robbins event like last year. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's like the energy. It's it's basically hard to recreate. It's yeah. like you're almost on a drug and you're sober and you're with all these most amazing people and that's like almost proof that we're yeah. all just energy Absolutely. and if you've all got high frequency people in the room then it's going to be special yeah 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 and he, he does a good job at doing all that i mean i oh, love yeah. watching his his events that i've seen on youtube you know mm. he gives so much back so there's a lot of different people doing the same thing but under different yeah. names and i think that's got to be good for for the future mm. and you know like when I was uh, 18, meditation, everyone laughed. Yeah. Super learning, everyone laughed. It's like, okay, cool. Now, it's commonplace. Mm. So the trajectory of we're moving as, as a society is, must be better because, yeah. or is it just that we attract these people so we think everybody's doing it? That's, that's the thing that always boggles my mind is because I'm always around people who are doing meditation, doing all these amazing things. And then if I step back, go back into my older groups, they still think it's like whack. Like, what are you doing meditating, you know, on the beach? Like you should be going out, like, I don't know, doing all this other crazy stuff. So I think it's sometimes you can get caught up inside your little bubble of, yeah. you know, amazing people yeah. and meditating. So I think the world and society is still like probably at that, you know, mm. level, but like, I think with social media and like even this podcast, like reaching more people, the more you talk about it, yeah. I guess the more it becomes a bit normalized. Well, well, that's right. Whatever you focus on is going to grow. Yeah. So by what you're doing is you're showing people why it's cool to do it. Yeah. As opposed to that's the, the, the stigma of, you know, if I go into meditate, do they take me off to a commune or don't mm. go? No, no, just normal people doing it. So yeah. it's, it's, it's great. A hundred percent. And like hearing stories of yourself. Um, so yeah, that was, we got super deep there, which is awesome. <laughs> and, um, now let's talk about the product, mate. Like yeah. be spunky. First of all, how did you come up with the name? I want to know about the name. Um, I mean, just to, to sort of track to how did I end up here? Yeah. So I was going to work in a beauty expo in Vegas. Going to work in a beauty yeah. expo. So I was going to stand on a stand and talk to people about beauty. Hard to believe, it but sounds it's, it's like, true. It sounds like it'd be a great place to go to yeah. for all the men. So, so I, I thought, you know what? And I argued uh, with the guy who wanted me to go. I said, I don't want to go. Don't yeah. go. No, you need to go. You need to go. You know, I've got hundred things I need to do. It's August in England. It's summer. Yeah. No, no, you need to go to Vegas. Okay. Okay. Go to Vegas. Standing on the stand, and then um, one of the girls who was working on the stand said, "Oh, uh, Sean, can I introduce uh, this lady Samantha to you?" And yeah. Yeah, okay. So this lady is now my wife. So it's like, oh, wow. Synchronicity, meeting, talking. Uh, you know, gave us some product, kept in touch. And then it's quite funny because... Um, what was she, your line? Did you have a line? I didn't have any line. I, I didn't even <laughs> play a line, Dylan. I, I just was like trying to be professional and just... So it wasn't nothing like that. So yeah, yeah. I signed up. She's got a, a blog and a um, website. So I signed up for that. Mm. And then in February, she put... For the first time in 12 years, I'm buying my own underwear this year. I thought, okay, that's a bit iffy. So yeah. I, I wrote on this, you shouldn't have to buy your own underwear. You should have a man who buys your underwear for you. Yeah, yeah. So she laughed. And then we got into contact um, by the 27th. So that was like about the 10th of February. Mm -hmm. By the 27th of February, she was over in England coming to visit um, 
the business that I was working with mm-hmm. and we sort of hooked up. Um, then she left. I said, oh, why don't you come to Japan? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, come to Japan. At that point, Fukushima happened. Wow. So we were going to Japan in the beginning of April mm. and Fukushima happened uh, March. So it was Jeez, still live. A lot of radiation. Yeah. So I said to her, if you don't want to come, that's cool. And she went, no, I don't want to come. So she came to Japan. Mm. We walked around. We weren't a couple. Nothing. Everyone's going, oh, I like your girlfriend. It's not my girlfriend. She's got a boyfriend in Australia. Mm. And uh, no, no, no. So it just went on, went on, went on. So from February through till August, we travelled quite a bit because she was doing some advising. And then it came to the crunch in August. And it's like, oh, shit, what do I need to do? We've got no more trips planned. She's going to go back to Australia. I'm going back to England. So I said, oh, why don't you come and live with me in yeah. England? Basically, um, I said, do you, want, do you want to come and live in England? Mm. And she went, yeah, okay. Yeah. So she moved in the 2nd of September and we've spent nine years together pretty much day in, day out since that point. Mm-hmm. So she's been like a, a real rock yeah. for me because you know, I can have, even though I've done a bit of work, I've still got doubts of mm-hmm. myself. And she's a great support to say, basically, you know, you can do it. Yeah, so you got this. We were sitting in, in Auckland mm-hmm. um, at a pub. And it was a Saturday afternoon and I was moaning on about something over there. And I, was like, oh, I just can't find any supplements that I really need to take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the supplement industry this and this. And she went, look, why don't you make your own? Yeah. And I went, okay. Yeah, I've never thought about that. And um, you know, as the beers kept coming out, I said, oh, I wonder what we could call it. <laughs> and I've got a pretty warped sense of humour. So I said, oh, male. And her company's called Begenki. Begenki, okay. So I thought, Genki, E-E. Spunk, Spunky. Be Spunky. And she went, wow, that's a really cool name. <laughs> we went, okay, we call it Be Spunky. Yeah. And... Um, you know, in England it means something, and in Australia, you know, I've watched enough neighbours to know that it means something else. So, yeah. Okay. Let's call it be spunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I know about making a supplement? I mean, I've taken enough of it, but I've got no clue of what to do. Yeah. But what I did know is I wanted it to be good because mm-hmm. I wanted to take it. Yeah. So fast forward a couple of months, and we were having a meeting with a, a lady about another project, mm-hmm. and. Um, talking she said oh yeah I've just you know uh, just finished my master's oh yeah in what oh in uh, sorry my PhD um yeah in male aging male aging she went yeah um I said what do you create products yeah 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 yeah. you know we do formulations for people we do TGA listings we okay so we need to have a talk so Mm. we just said Sam and I said, we, we want to create a product that's not been created before. Mm-hmm. Um, needs to work. Needs to be the best quality herbs. Yeah. Uh, we want it to be natural, mm-hmm. um, organic, as Australian as possible. And she went, yeah, we can do that. I've just finished doing some human trials on this ingredient and mm-hmm. doing some on that ingredient. So, okay. So that began a two-year process of her formulating it. And using the research that she'd done on male aging as to, to well, what's the real problem with men when they age, because people think it's testosterone, but it's not. It's nothing to do with testosterone. No, really, it's stress. Okay. The the universe, whatever it is up there, is got a really perverse sense of humour. So like you know, th- there's many many master hormones in the body, but the key one is cortisol. Yeah. Okay. So if you've got cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else can function. So if cortisol is high, it doesn't matter what your testosterone is, it, cortisol is a school bully. Yeah, okay. So what they've just found, and I was, I was reading an article on the weekend, mm. is people think guys who've got high testosterone, uh, so young kids, mm. are, are you know immune. But what they found is if you've got high testosterone and high cortisol, you may as well have low testosterone. Because it doesn't matter what level of testosterone you've got, it won't do its job because the cortisol will block that. Okay. So when we met, I didn't know this. So it's interesting that since we met, it yeah. comes to my attention. We've got a lot. You know, when we first created the product, it was for 35-year-olds and above. Because mm. our view was, 
male aging, testosterone levels decrease yeah. um, for the, 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 the population. Mm. No, no. We've had so many 18 to 25 year olds taking Reboot and getting amazing results. Really? So I, I was talking to Amanda, who's the, the, the science behind all of this, and I said, so what's the scoop? And she mm. said, well, basically they found in Harvard and in Cambridge University, um, if cortisol is high, it doesn't matter what the test levels are. Really? So what's happening is kids, um, young men today, stressed out of the brains. Yeah, so, because I was speaking to someone, isn't it like young males, there has been a 50% decrease in testosterone levels? Yeah. Basically, the 18-year-old now, his test levels are between 30 and 40% lower than their grandfathers were at age 18. Jeez, that's and, not good. <laughs> and, and bearing in mind, there's a natural decline. Um, but by the time they get to wow. 40... They've got less testosterone than the grandfather had at seventy. What? Yeah. So, and they figured out, you know, testosterone now is um, linked to mood. Mm -hmm. So, if you've got uh, like a mood, why are men committing suicide? Because they've got low test. I mean, there's many reasons. Yeah. But a lot of it is to do with the fact that they've got low testosterone, and really? nobody's talking about it. No. So. We sort of created this as a as a not testosterone product. So how Amanda built it was to deal with stress. Mm -hmm. So it basically strengthens the adrenals, yeah. and then um, deals with insulin issues. Mm -hmm. So it prepares the body yeah. so that the two hero ingredients um, will actually then produce testosterone. So mm -hmm. you've got a double whammy because they also reduce cortisol. Yeah. So you've got this pulling apart of drops down the. Uh, stress hormone levels and boost your testosterone so the results people are getting mm. um, so it was it was we fell into a lot of this by accident but i believe you know the universe has a plan yeah so we were destined to meet amanda she's created a fantastic product we've got it um, out in the world now you know it's still in still like, in its infancy yeah and that's like your mission is to i guess help um young men or men out there reboot themselves because society or you know a lot of the things out there is basically decreasing it like yeah. radiation everything yeah i mean i, I think um is that the mission with it like to help i guess i think you know like we, we talked about earlier it's to help people be the best they can be mm -hmm. and like i want to be the best i can be and i'd like you to be the best you can be and yeah and like everybody because if you're being the best you can be you're likely to be a better person mm. than if you're jealous or competitive or, or you know these negative emotions if you're happy with yourself yeah and this is definitely my personal journey i had a lot of years at the bottom of a bottle you know yeah, really? from 30 through 44 you know i was pissed at 10 a.m i just couldn't deal yeah. with corporate life you know and yeah and stuff like that and you know it's like shit i've been there um and i'm here now and i know which one i prefer mm. so if we can do anything to help guys and you know part of our philosophy is yeah we, we've got some good products yeah but we want to inspire guys to look at the web look at our facebook look at what we're doing and with our ambassadors to say you don't have to buy the product we give you 10 free tips implement some of those in your life and see how they go yeah if you want to use the products fantastic but i'd much prefer people take control of their own lives and start looking at what they're doing on a daily basis Meditate a bit, relax a bit, go for a walk. You know, if you don't live near the beach, mm. go for a walk in nature. It's going to relax you. Oh. They're, they're going to help you be a better version of yourself. Yeah. So, at Be Spunky, it's like we want to be a um, a go-to place for people where they know that the information they get is accurate. Yeah, it's not biased, and we're not trying to sell you anything. All we're trying to do is sell you back to yourself. Mm. Um, so, doing business for good. So let's um, give the people a little rundown. So we've got the, the Beast Funky. What's this, the reboot? The, reboot? That's the reboot. Yeah, so Can that's... Open it up? Please. Let's do it. And I mean, people laugh because it's in a nice box. So I'm very happy to see the life cycle in yeah. the nice box too. Yeah. And, you know, 
I don't know what these guys' um, philosophy was behind their box, but it definitely looks quality. Mm, that's the same. Most supplements come in a little cheap plastic yeah. pot with a wrap around. Look at this. For, for us, it's about, we want people to have a subliminal of, mm. I'm worth it. I'm investing in my health. I'm worth it. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the feedback we've had is, wow, the box is, is really cool. And you, know, you can set it apart. Yeah, and like, I'll grab the little camera. Yeah. You can actually like see what's in it. Like as in, um, you can, it's not all just sort of condensed, the pill. Right. I mean, one of the things, I mean, Sam is, is very particular in what she will accept and what she won't. Mm. Um, and that's been a great lesson for me. So when we were producing this, it took a lot longer because they had most capsules of plastic. Yeah. So they don't dissolve in the gut. No. Um, or you get residue. So you think of gut health issues that we we're talking about and yeah. you've got plastic in your gut. Yeah. It's like, why would, you, why would you put that in there? So these are a, a vegan um, cellulose cap which actually dissolves wow and we had to wait a while till you know they became available mm. but you know we wanted to do that so we don't put fillers in it we don't put um, magnesium stearate which a lot of companies do because it helps the machinery but it's a it's a toxic so why would you do that yeah so she was very strong with the, the science team wow. and the manufacturers to say we don't want fillers we don't want binders we don't want a plastic cap. We want it to be vegan because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't want to limit people's choices. And, you know, they said, oh, we can put it in a, a purple opaque cap. Okay, that doesn't sound very natural. Oh, well, you know, it, it is. It's, it's plant-like because then people won't see what's in it. Why would we want to hide what's in it? We want people to see it's not empty because, you know, you can buy supplements that are half full. We want them to see it. We want to be transparent. Mm. in everything we do so people you know we're a new brand the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry how are we going to stand out well we're only going to be standing out by results and by our integrity yeah so that's that's how reboot came about amazing and i guess like um for me like when i first saw the product the thing that like i guess from most people it's it's a pill form and i guess in australia like there's that connotation like if it's a pill it's not healthy yeah so it'd be great to sort of understand a bit more about like why it's in a pill form and like, I guess. I mean, basically um, we've had a lot of people say, oh, can we put it in this? Can we put it in that? Yeah. Can we have a powder? Uh, no, basically <laughs> because there's no fillers, no binders and no preservatives. Mm. The only way that we can keep it um, fit for purpose is in a cap yep. and in a strip. So it's, it's sealed in there, so it's as fresh as the day it was made. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, people sort of have this connotation of, oh, you know, is, is it a medicine? Well, it's actually listed with a TGA because it is like a medicine and we wanted people to, to sort of see the point of difference. So obviously you went to the trouble of getting a TGA listing mm. so we can actually make the claims legally and the quality is verified and what everything we do is checked. So don't take my word for it. I mean, I suppose it's a bit trite to say trust the government. I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> but let's say to the average person, we've gone down that, that route of having everything checked all the mm. way along to try and remove the barriers to, you know, a male health product, um, the number of people who've been ripped off, you know, because they, they buy stuff off the back pages of men's health magazines and it's like, you know, it, it's all market. They're all marketing businesses yeah. at the end of the day, and you know, ours costs one hundred and twenty bucks for a month. And people say, "Wow, that's really expensive. I can get it for fifty. So we can't make it for fifty. If you're using the exact ingredients from the exact source yeah. that was used in the clinical trials in the the right amounts, you can't make it for fifty dollars. No. So how are you doing that? Well, you know, again, you can put the same ingredient in, but from a cheaper source. There's biosignatures of herbs. So the fenugreek is testophen. And that's the one that elicits the suppression of cortisol and the increase in testosterone. Yeah. You can read in any training magazine, fenugreek's really good for male testosterone. No, it's not. Only testophen has been shown to increase it. But there's a number of, of businesses out there putting fenugreek in their supplements. People aren't getting any benefit. They never would do because it wouldn't work. Wow. And, you know, so 
like with the cinnamon, it comes from a certain part in Sri Lanka. It's the only cinnamon that elicits the reduction in insulin resistance. But people put cinnamon in it, or tribulus. You know, it's like nobody tells you in reading the back of the product. You know, everybody says, "Oh, ours is the best." It's, mm-hmm. like, it's it's not not true because if it's cheap, it's not likely to be real. Mm. Yet, you know, we live in a society where nobody wants to get ripped off. And, you know, the thing with male health products is most guys, when they get to the back pages, are desperate. You know, they've either got erectile dysfunction or low libido or can't conceive or whatever. So it's a really big thing. And it's like, I think that's really terrible. You've got somebody seeking help and then they get ripped off. You know, it's abuse. So what we want to be able to do is to, to look at anybody in the eye, anybody who's bought the product and say, mm. so how did you go with it? Um, you know, people say, wow, you, you really want to talk to people? Absolutely. Because I've got nothing to hide. Mm. I can verify for the product. So we've got a lot of testimonials from very satisfied customers. So, you know, if it hasn't worked for you, let's have a talk about it and see what's going on in your life and whether we can yeah. advise, you know, I'm not a doctor, mm. but is there anything you're doing that I used to do that caused me to have the problems? And, you know, the community is small, but growing. Yeah. And you've got, um, some amazing ambassadors on there, like, um, you know, Andrew Papp, um, Matty Fox, yeah. uh, Dave Harvey, you know, yeah. a few amazing guys that just ripped units and, you know, you'd expect them, like a lot of people trust them and they're yeah. like using a product and, you know, can you tell us a little bit about like how that all came about? Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a, a slow start mm. um, and then, you know, uh, through a PR company, we got introduced to Andrew. Um, you know, he was pretty skeptical because, I mean, he's got a massive presence yeah. and his name is, is, is really good in the industry and he's a super nice bloke too. But it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, testosterone. Oh, you know. Um, you know, and I completely understand where he was because, you know, it's be spunky, that's a bit of a funny name. He could only <laughs> he could only lose his reputation. Yeah. And the same with, with Matt and, and the other guys. Um, and it was like, well, try it. Mm. Take it off. Have a couple of months on it. Yeah. And I mean, Andrew is super fit. Um, oh. and, and, you know, a young guy too. But, you know, his testimonial and how he talks about it is so beautiful because he said, it's really supporting me with my stress. Super busy, trained super hard. Um, and, you know, I really feel the benefit of it and I'm happy to, to be an ambassador. And then, you know, Matt was a similar sort of thing. Peter mm. Day, you know, uh, he was very sort of like, oh, I'm not sure because, you know, it's this, it's this, it's this. Take it and try it. Mm. He took it. His testimonial, you know, he's just won three back-to-back uh, playoff F45s. I mean, he's just a complete beast. Yeah. And you see how fit he is, and it's like, man, I didn't realize that was possible. Mm. And he's, I, I really love it. I've been on it now for a while, and I really love it. So, you know, we've got those, and we've got the Special Forces guys. You know, Heston Russell was the director of training for the SAS. Yeah. Six tours in Afghanistan. I mean... Like respect, you know, this guy is, uh, and then we've got Max Birch, who's uh, still in the clearance team Yeah. as a diver, Tim Armand, who was on the teams and was an instructor, you know, we've got Dylan uh, Riviere from, from Bondi. So these people, it's like, I look up to them and go, wow, I thought I was fit, but you guys are next, next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave, Dave Harvey, you know, there's so many of them Dave now. Dave <laughs> And it's like, yeah, Dave was funny because he, when when we met first, yeah. when you were with Dave, yeah. um, it wasn't too long before that I'd been bugging the hell out of him, and, you know, <laughs> saying, "Oh man, you know, really want to uh, work with you, you know, bloody kettlebell world champion, you know, legend." How man? He just wouldn't respond. Yeah, you know? and it's like, "Oh yeah, mate, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it." And then you know, to his credit, and I think this is like through all of our ambassadors, is their gentlemen. Mm really good men. And he said, oh, you know, came on, he said, I owe you an apology. Went, okay, what for? He goes, oh, I've been so busy, getting, couldn't get back to you, but I was talking to Pap about it, and he said, it's amazing, can I try it? Sure thing. Sent him some recover, sent him some reboot, yeah. uh, sent him some other stuff, 
um, that we sell on one of our other shops. Mm. And he went, oh, this is just brilliant. So it, it's, it's been like a, a struggle in a way of just persistence because these guys get inundated with offers on a yeah. daily basis. Um, and who are we? We're just some little new company, husband and wife team. Okay. But they've been really kind to us. And mm. each one of them to a, a, is absolutely supportive. And you yeah, know, the, the whole thing with Dave was like, because he'd heard it from Andrew. And mm. you know, he didn't have to say, oh, mate, you know, I'm really sorry. I should have got back to you. But he did. And I think you know, that's what I, I like. We all make mistakes. Mm. But it's how we deal with them. I'm not saying Dave made a mistake, but he was really kind <laughs> in how he came back to. Yeah. And then he's just been you know, beyond fantastic in his support for us. So I think all of our guys are, are really good and they believe in the product. Yeah. And that's, that's the, at the end of the day, like for Andrew to refer it to Dave, he must try to yeah. trust the product. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, so what's like the, the big mission with it? Like what's the, where do you see it in the future? Do you see it like in all sort of, um, everyday use for yeah. men? I mean, what they've, the goal? what they've, uh, there's, there's a number of different points to the answer. So if, yeah. Um, what they found in the Harvard study and the Cambridge study, and I think it was University of Texas, mm. is um, the ingredients get better over time. So the yeah, longer right. you're taking them, the better it is. So they weren't talking about Reboot, but they were talking about Testophen and Tribulus and, the, and Ruthania. The, the, the stuff that you used to create this. Yeah. Right. So what they found is the longer the guys were on it, the lower their stress levels were, the higher their testosterone levels were. Mm. so you know this isn't a sales point I've got to try and figure out some language for our marketing because mm. I don't want people to think oh yeah of course he would say that you know it's in the, the human trials the longer you're on it the body gets better it gets more prepared it gets stronger so you know my initial target was to be the go-to male health brand globally yep. and that's still our target so I want the name Be Spunky to be known around the world as where these guys talk sense they talk practicality they've got some great information that can help me oh and they do some pretty good products too if i need them yeah and but it, transparent but yeah but it's in that sort of order of, it's a community where guys can go and and find out what they need without being sold to at every step of the way yeah okay um and where i thought it was 35 and up now you know if it's 20 it's 18 um that's great, but it's, it's just where guys feel they can go. I mean, there's so many people training now mm. um, and there's a lot of advice out there which probably isn't the best advice people can get. No. So, so with our, our team of ambassadors, it's like to create training routines that people can follow, mm. nutrition that people can implement on a daily basis, lifestyle advice. You know, to me, having been in the corporate and as I said, you spent over 10 years at the bottom of a class, um, I wish I'd known about managing stress better at that point in time because yeah. I was stressed out of my brain, drinking to numb the pain. Mm. Um, and it wasn't a good, good time in my life. And I think guys have got a choice whether they want to do that or not, but I'd like to give them the choice. So yeah. through the Be Spunky brand is to say, guys, there's always a place for you. You know, If you want to come and hang out, if you want to come and at some point we want to do like TED talks amazing get togethers for the guys come and come and let's chat because in the end we're all better if we're better mm. you know it doesn't solve it doesn't serve me to see somebody down and out it doesn't serve me to see somebody suffering you know if we can sort of offer some friendly advice or some support or something like that and to have be spunky known as well yeah actually it's a really cool community and mm. I think that's really what I'd like to see is a, a global community of guys who, who come into the bespunky world and say, yeah, I want to be the best I can be, whatever that is, whether I climb mountains, walk, ski, go to the gym, play footy. But that's, that's our sort of target is to be, you know, I mean, Australia's got some great brands, you know, if you think of Blackmores, I mean, Blackmores is a, is a global name now built on integrity. I mean, Marcus Blackmores is a fantastic guy. Um, so to be bigger than Blackmores is it? You know, I, mm. I say that to people. So, you know, you know Blackmores. You know? I said, well, we want to be bigger than not because I want the trappings of wealth. 
want every guy in the world to know about Be Spunky. So they've got a choice. Do I want to be part of it or not? Yeah. And so that could um, venture out to different little things like you run little events yeah. where, um, I guess, you know, speaking about uh, taboo subjects with men that not necessarily get talked about yeah. in the media space or even when they are talked about in media space, it's usually affiliated with negative companies yeah. that are probably going to do more harm to you than Correct. good. So I think that would be amazing to create and especially like you're saying that, you know, men's testosterone levels at my age and to 25 year olds, they've decreased mm. 50% from when my grandpa yeah. was my yeah. age. It's pretty yeah. scary and alarming. So and, you it's know, needed. When it gets, when you get to 40 and you know, you're in the prime of your life and yet you, you testosterone and it's not just testosterone. People confuse, you know, they say, Oh, my test levels are great. Well, what's your free testosterone? Because mm. that's actually the, the bit. And then what about your receptor sites? Oh, I didn't know. So like one of the things that horrifies me and, you know, each as their personal choice is the number of guys turning to TRT, testosterone replacement therapy with the doctor. I mean, the same study in Harvard found that you're twice as likely to have a stroke if you do TRT as not. Wow. I didn't even know there was such thing as you could get testosterone yeah. Yeah. In injections injected yeah. into you. Yeah. That can't be good. Well, I mean, a lot of guys do steroids. And yeah. I don't have a point of view about that. I've, got, I've trained in a lot of gyms with some very good mates of mine who have used it for 30 or 40 years. And fortunately, they're still healthy. Yeah. I've had some other guys who I knew who died. Mm. Not healthy. But... Let's call it what it is. TRTs, you're taking testosterone, cyprinet, sustenon 250. You know, these are drugs. These are exogenous going into your body. They'll shut your body down. Mm, it's not natural. Yeah. So you're, you're going because you've got a low testosterone level and, you know, you want to perform in the bedroom or whatever. Go down the dock. The doc says, yeah, you've got low testosterone. Here's your test shot each week. I'm not a doctor. Don't purport to offer medical advice, but... You know, to see this study saying that's not good for you, you know, either your stroke risk goes up 30% or you're more than double the risk of having a heart attack, that's Harvard. That's yeah. not sure. And it's like, so people don't know the dangers. No. So they're going, oh, yeah, I've been to the doctor, got my testosterone shot, feeling great. I had a pal who was on TRT, been on it for four months, hated it because he was aggressive, his voice changed, he had mood swings. Far out. And he went, Oh, you know, I don't like this. I went, okay. He said, oh, I want to try that reboot. What do you think? I said, look, I'm not a doctor, mate. I'm not going to tell you to go off your meds because that's illegal. Mm. But if you want to try it, try it. So he tried two, two months of reboot. Stop the meds. He said, my missus is really happy. I'm happy. He said, you know, it's all cool. Wow. His testosterone levels went back to normal for him. Obviously, his cortisol levels suppressed down. And he was happy as Larry. Yet, you know, how many guys are on TRT? And that's not good, and that's growing. You know, if you go to America, you drive down the, the road in Miami, big billboards, you know, the buff doctor said, come and get your testosterone shots, come and see today, low sperm count, come. and it's like big business wow. across there. And in Australia, I mean, you go up to the Gold Coast, there's a lot of guys, you know, who obviously got low testosterone. Mm. The, doctor, the doctor's cue must be, massive of 280 pound big guys with low testosterone it's like free choice you know i, I have no problems with people taking steroids if if you've got all the information mm. that's what you choose do it yeah wow beware of the consequences beware but you know yeah man that's why i had you on this podcast because i want to like share this story and i think it's amazing what you're doing and the fact that you know there's so much negative out there in the world with i guess the industry yeah. And you creating something like this, like it's just gonna help and benefit more people. So to have the ability to share it to a wider audience. Yeah, grateful. Information is is key. Mm. And you know, when you say what's the the goal for Be Spunky is to provide unbiased information. Yeah. What you choose to do with it is up to you. It's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to give you, you know, the best information we can find or with our, our team. Mm. And then it's it's free choice. Yeah. And if you want to go and do TRT, great. Do it under doctor. If you want to do steroids, great. You know, I mean, uh, but I think it's it's the deception. You know, I was talking to a PT in Sydney, um, and he was saying, you know, uh, about actors. 
you know, you can go on YouTube now and see the, the stacks of steroids and performance enhancing drugs that the actors take for their roles. Yeah, really? <clears throat> and I mean, how this guy's not got sued, you know, he's going, oh, the, the Rock does this and, you know, Wolverine did that. And it's like, wow, man. I mean, you better be pretty sure of, of what you're saying because <laughs> they're not going to be happy if that's yeah. not true. But they haven't sued him. So I presume, you know, you can't sue somebody for libel if it's true. And um, like, there's a lot of actors. So that that's like, because I've got a few mates who look up to, you know, The Rock and all these people. And so it's almost like unrealistic bodies that no one can ever have. So then it almost makes, you know, younger men feel like, oh, what can I do to increase my muscle size? And then they go to um, steroids. So it's just like that repetitive circle. I mean, and it's fucking, it's horrible. It's sad. And it's like, um, The Rock is a genetic freak. Yeah. There's no doubt if he stopped all steroids, he would still be a genetic freak. Mm. You know, some of the football players, some of the athletes. I mean, I've got a big thing about Lance Armstrong. Like, so everybody in the race cheated. We know that that's a fact. Mm. Whether it's right or wrong, it's irrelevant. Everybody in that race, of all of the races that he did, cheated. They've all been tested. They've all been caught. And you're only going to make an example of him. So mm. why was that? Was it because he cheated or was it because he lied? Who knows? But like, all of the rest of them did the same thing. And yet he was still the best guy. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess that's pretty controversial, but it's like, shit. So he still won, even though he's like, everybody else was doing the same stuff. Um, gives false expectations for cyclists. You know, if you think cycling's quite a good sport, I want to be like Lance Armstrong. I want to be like Bradley Wiggins or whoever. It's like, they're genetic freaks to begin with, and then they're having enhancements. Be happy with yourself. And it comes yeah. back to what we are saying in the beginning. I'm never going to train like Andrew. Mm. or Matt I'm never going to be in the SAS like Heston or in the teams like Max and Tim but I'm going to be improving myself and I think for today you know with Instagram with Facebook with uh, whatever else I see it with my daughters you know they're comparing themselves to other people mm. and it's like you're beautiful yeah. oh, but I'm not like so and so no but you're really beautiful as yeah. a person you're beautiful mm. And for, for their guys, like, it's like, you know, if you get to be like Buddy Franklin, great. But if you don't, that's also great. Yeah. Don't, there's nothing wrong with having high targets. Mm. But like, unless you are a genetic freak, you're not going to be like that. So no. let's, let's call it as it is. And I think, you know, kids see, you get the movies. I mean, I met John Cena, the wrestler in yeah. Sydney Airport. And he's a monstrous dude. Really? And it's like... He's got to be on something. He's definitely on it. And you see them. I mean, they did it in, in the IFBB. Yeah. The, the bodybuilding world. Sometime around the, the beginning of the 90s, when Vince McMahon went into the bodybuilding world, he That's decided he's the guy who does the wrestling. Oh, WWE? Yeah. So he went in I've and, heard his name before. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with WWE. Yeah, me I loved too. It. And so he created a bodybuilding federation to rival the IFBB. Yeah. And he said, oh, we've got a, we've got a steroid test. Because, you know, it was a big thing in the States at the time of steroids. Mm. So you've got all these guys. One year they stand on the Olympia stage and they are just like, God, it's massive. Mm. And then the next year they stand on his stage where they've implemented drug testing. And they still big guys, but they're not like what they were and then the next year they're back to where they were because the audience didn't like Mr. Average mm. so where's society's role in this because yeah. we like to see John Cena looking massive we like to see our our footy players our rugby players doing what they do okay but like where does it stop because you didn't like them in this instance on the bodybuilding stage because they didn't look as good as they did when they took drugs mm. so is it is it society's expectations? Mm. And, and I think the work that you're doing um, is really, really important for, for the youth is to say, don't compete with anybody but yourself. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. Mm. Because you're likely, as soon as you get into judgment, then you've got stress. As soon as you've got stress, your body's going to go into protection mode and 
what you want to achieve, you're not going to achieve. So let go of the judgment of yourself, mm. relax, and be happy with what you're doing. Work hard, shit, work hard, but but don't say, oh, you know, I want to be like Andrew Pat because you're not. Andrew Pat's Andrew Pat. Mm. You're not going to be like Dorian Yates. Yeah, that comes back down to Matthew McConaughey. Have you heard what he says? So be your own hero. So yeah. for example, like he's like, so who do you look up to? He's like, I look up to the version that I'm going to be in five years. Yeah. And then the guy asks him again in five years, so who do you want to be? The guy, yeah. the next five years and so on and so on. And that's how you become, you know, a better version of yourself and you become, you know, Golden Globe winner, yeah. like Matthew McConaughey, but be your globe, be your Golden Globe winner in your aspect of life, whatever it may be. So for me, I want to be Golden Globe in podcasting, you know, for you creating this brand that um, is around the world and the number one men's health brand out there. So it's just like, you got to figure out like, yeah. what do you want to be a Golden Globe of? Absolutely. And I think if, if people can get to that, they're going to be happier. Mm. And if they're happier, then they're likely to achieve what they want to achieve rather than, you know, I mean, these false expectations. You know? I mean, they say fear, isn't it? False expectations appearing real. Mm. You know, we set like ourselves that. these false expectations of, you know. And, I mean, I don't know if you've, uh, is it the Aussie woman, Celeste Barber, who does the set up pictures where she'll take a famous model's picture and recreate it. I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, but of herself. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'm not Claudia Schiffer. And so, you know, it's, it's a very funny website where she takes off what the normal person's likely view would be of this Photoshop picture. Well, and, yeah. and she's trying to say to, to people, you don't think they look like that in reality? Because they don't. You know, that's hours of makeup, that's hours of touch-ups, that's hours of whatever. You're never going to be like that, ever. So just be happy with yourself. Mm. And I think that's that's really, you know, for me in my life, when I started being happy with myself, things started to turn into magic. Mm. When I wasn't happy, it turned to shit. Yeah, self-love's key. Beautiful. Um, so if you had any advice to any sort of youth out there, maybe something you wish you knew at like 19, 20, 21, what would it be? you'll never find the answer at the bottom of a bottle. Yeah, I like that. You know, you'll find the answer if you look for it, but you'll never find it if you're looking in the wrong place. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, go within. Go within yourself, quiet in your mind, um, and you'll find the answer. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing that I, I was lucky to have, in, in many ways, was mentors. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that you really admire, Try and meet them. Yeah. Um, because, you know, what I found with, with this business in particular, which is really important, is just keep going. Don't mm -hmm. take no for an answer. Don't step in front of the other. Yeah. And, you know, get a thick skin. You know, don't be put off. Like Sam says to me, you know, you're amazing how you just contact these people and don't give up. Dave Pads Bay will be, you know, saying, yeah, he, God, he was tenacious. But if you believe in something, Go for it. Yeah. I don't want to ever go to bed thinking I could have done better today. No. You know, I want to go to bed saying, I did the best I could do. Tomorrow I'm going to do even better. Yeah. But, you know, ten tenacity is key. So yeah. I think get some mentors and also find something that you love doing. I mean, you love doing this and you do it really, really well. I love podcasts. So, it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so so well, I love my accountancy work. No doubt about it, some really good years, some good mates. I love the jobs that I'm doing now. But do what you love because you're a long time dead. Mm, 100%. And you don't don't expect money straight away. You work for Well, they, they always say, um, oh, there's a saying, you know, do it for the love of what you do, not money. Because, you know, money follows joy. Joy doesn't follow money. I like that. That's beautiful. Well, mate, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was nice absolutely one. awesome. I um, killed it. We went on so many different tangents there. And um, I definitely think the audience got something from it. Legends. How good was that? This is my sixth time trying to record this outro. Keeping it real. It was an absolutely incredible podcast. And it, I was left feeling inspired from it. I feel like there's so much micro content I can create from it. 
and I hope you guys got something from it too. I think it was a bit of a feel-good podcast and also learning about the Beast Monkey product. It was super fascinating. So I'll leave a link below if you want to go check out um, Sean's product and inquire a bit more about it. Send him a message on Instagram. He's such a nice bloke and would be more than happy to help anyone out, um, even, you know, a mentor or something like that. So... Yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, just chuck it up on your Instagram story. It would be epic. Uh, tag myself and Sean. Um, and apart from that, do something today that your tomorrow self will thank. And uh, you. I'll catch you next week.